It's the Opposition Research Podcast on HawkeyeNation.com. And welcome to Season 4 of the Opposition Research Podcast here on HawkeyeNation.com. My name is Andrew Downs. Each week, I'm going to find a beat reporter, blogger, or broadcaster that covers Iowa's upcoming opponent. If you have a suggestion for who I should talk to, and thank you for those who suggested my guest today, uh, or if you have a question you'd like me to ask, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew C. Downs. Let's get to this week's game. Iowa opens the season at home against FCS Power South Dakota State. Kickoff inside Kinnick Stadium a sold-out Kinnick Stadium set for 11 a.m. Saturday morning, and I've seen an offshore line of around 15.5 points. Your Hawkeyes are favored. My guest today covers South Dakota State for the Argus leader. It's Matt Zimmer. Matt, thank you for the time. You bet. Thanks for having me. You know, From afar, it seems like the biggest story and biggest reason for excitement for the Jackrabbits this season is the return of quarterback Mark Gronowski. What do, what do we need to know about him as Hawkeye fans? Um, He's coming off a major injury. He had a, an outstanding spring season. For those that don't know, SDSU played two seasons in one calendar year because of the pandemic. And uh, in the spring season, he was the MVP of the league as a true freshman. Uh, was kind of a run-first quarterback in the national championship game he tore his ACL. And because there was such a quick turnaround from the spring season to the fall, there was no chance he was ever going to make it back in time. So he missed that whole year while he was gone. The Jacks went out and got a one-year grad transfer, Chris Oladokun, who turned out to be one of the best players you've ever had. He's now a Pittsburgh Steeler. Um, so in a weird way, Mark left these big shoes for Chris to fill, and now Chris has returned the favor because he was so good that now Mark's stepping back into this role uh, with high expectations because of what he did as a freshman, but also understanding that you know the guy who replaced him for a year did a heck of a job and uh, kept that team in national championship contention and and that's what they're going to need for Mark if they're going to uh, be in contention for a national championship again, and, and, and certainly if they're going to have a chance to, to stay with Iowa on Saturday. You know, and Gronowski has some weapons to throw to as well. Iowa likes to think of itself as tight end university, but there's a couple of good ones coming into Kinnick this Saturday as well, as well as some other weapons in the passing game. Tell us about the rest of the passing game. Well, with no disrespect, I think the Jacks think they're tight end university. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have... Uh, Dallas Goddard's one of the best in the league right now with the Eagles, and uh, Tucker Craft is uh, kind of the next in line. He uh, was their leading receiver last year, I think second leading receiver, but uh, a huge target, just a, a wrecking ball of a dude who can catch, who can run, who can block. He's one of their biggest weapons. Uh, and they have a second tight end, Zach Hines, who's six seven. He's not quite as athletic. He's more of sort of a red zone target, uh, but he's also a handful. Uh, they have two wide receivers, twin brothers, Jackson and Jaden Yankee who are 6'2", 6'3", they can run, uh, they can serve as possession receivers, deep threats, slot guys, they're really versatile. Uh, their third wideout, Landon Wolf, is a transfer from Oklahoma State, uh, who's a smaller slot guy, but he can really run, and he can be a factor in the return game. Uh, and then their running back, Isaiah Davis, uh, ran for 200 yards in the national championship game in the spring uh, as a freshman, really kind of burst onto the scene. He's been sharing carries the last, year or two with Pierre Strong, who's now a New England Patriot. And uh, a lot of people think Isaiah's better, which just goes to show you how good he is that he was competing with a guy who's in the NFL now. So that's the interesting thing as far as related to Gronowski. Um, when he was a freshman in that spring season, uh, he did a lot of things himself because some of those weapons hadn't quite established themselves yet. Now they have. He's stepping back in uh, with, you know, four legitimate, potentially, you know, pro prospect targets in the receiving game, 
a great running back. Um, there's, there's an awful lot of weapons on this offense. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So a lot of good on that South Dakota State offense. Where, if any, is there a weakness on that side of the ball? Um, if there's a weakness, I think it's on the offensive line, particularly uh, on the right side. Um, the, the left side of their offensive line is outstanding. Uh, their tackle, Garrett Greenfield, and their guard, Mason McCormick, are both uh, FCS All-Americans. So uh, obviously <laughs> you might expect the Jacks are going to run the ball in that direction quite a bit. Uh, their center, Gus Miller, um, is a played guard last year, but he played a lot. They feel pretty good about him. But then at right guard and right tackle, um, they're unproven. Now, the two guys that are stepping in could end up being great, and it's not a weakness. But right now we don't know. There's new starters on that side of the ball, um, they, and they've also battled some injuries in camp there. So that's definitely an area of concern on their offense. And then just, you know, what's Gronowski going to look like? You know, he was great in the spring, but that was, you know, prior to an ACL injury. He's, maybe he's a different player now. Maybe he's a better player. That's what they say. But we'll see. I think there's some questions that he has to answer. All right, Matt, let's look at the other side of the ball defensively. What players or position groups are, are the most notable or are people that we should be focusing on as Hawkeye fans? Well, the best player on their defense is right in your backyard. Uh, Adam Bach, the middle linebacker from, uh, I believe it's Solon, Iowa. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, um, he's outstanding. I mean, he is a really, really good football player. Became a starter as a freshman. Um, some people have said he's the fastest guy in the team. I kind of find that hard to believe given how good their offensive weapons are. But just the fact that people say that about him, I think goes to show uh, how explosive he is. He's a big hitter. He's got pretty good size. And uh, he's just a really smart football player. He's got that football IQ you want in your Mike linebacker. Uh, every week the coaches say his game, you know, grade outs when they go through and grade them are just, you know, off the charts. Uh, so he's just really a player that doesn't have a lot of weaknesses. And I think it goes without saying that getting a chance to play at Kinnick Stadium for the first time, only time probably in his life, in this environment, he's going to be motivated to, to play the game of his life. Um, he's not the only one. Um, Caleb Sanders and Ryan Van Merrill are a couple guys uh, on the defensive line that are also Iowa natives. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that either of those two guys are like elite players that you know, are going to have Iowa's offensive linemen losing sleep this week. Uh, but the thing about South Dakota State's defensive line is the depth that they have. They have literally seven, eight, nine, ten guys at times, depending on how things are going, that they can run in there. And so what they might lack in high-end talent on the defensive line, they make up for in that everybody's always fresh. And you get in the fourth quarter, you know, the opponents, mostly they've stuck with the same five offensive linemen the whole game, whereas South Dakota State has been rotating guys all game long. and they did that last year. Last year was the first time they, they went as deep as they did on their D-line, and it was immediately apparent that it had a huge impact on making them better up front. So I think that's that, along with Adam Bach in the middle, is the big strength of that defense.
You mentioned Kinnick Stadium. It is a sold-out Kinnick Stadium. 70,000 loud and proud Hawkeye fans will be in there 11 a.m. on Saturday. How do you think that the South Dakota State team is going to handle a hostile environment in Week 1? I think they'll be okay. Um, Most of the players on this roster have been in a game like this before. Uh, They went to Minnesota a couple years ago, and I know TCF Bank Stadium is not the same as Kinnick, uh, but they have played in, in a Big Ten atmosphere before last year. They went to Colorado State, which also is not necessarily comparable, uh, but they beat the tar out of Colorado State. And also, every year they have to play North Dakota State in the Fargo Dome. And, you know, that isn't as big as Kinnick Kinnick Stadium, but it might be as loud. And we all know uh, what the North Dakota State program has done over the last decade or so. Uh, I think that's really what's maybe allowed the Jacks to raise their the level of their program a little bit in the last few years is just having to compete against that team up north. That that team has been so spectacular. They've had no choice but to try to keep up with them, and it's made them better. And um, I'm not saying they're going to win this game by any means. In fact, I don't think they're going to, but I can tell you that they're probably not going to be intimidated. And uh, I, I wouldn't at all be surprised to see them show up and, and uh, you know be ready to mix it up with them. Well, yeah, and Iowa's last game against an FCS team not named Northern Iowa was a loss to North Dakota State back in 2016. Uh, already in our conversation, Matt, you've mentioned a bunch of NFL players, national championship appearances. How confident are the Jackrabbits that they can pull this upset? Um, that's a really good question. You know, I've never asked them straight up, like, "Hey, you think you're going to win?" You know, <laughs> right? You know, what do you even say to a question like that? Everyone knows they're not supposed to. Um, but I think they go into the game knowing that the only way they have a chance is to believe that they can. Um, and I think that they can, you know, if, if they do win the game, I don't think it'll be, I, I won't be amazingly shocked. I'll be surprised because they're, they're a significant underdog here. Um, but they can do it. You know, they, they've beaten North Dakota state who we, we know what a, a great program that is last year. They beat Colorado state by 23. I think I will beat them by 10. Yeah. Be, yeah. So, beat them worse than I would did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's some comparables there. I mean, I think the high-end talent is fairly comparable. The difference is just a a school like Iowa with more scholarships and more resources. They just have more depth. You know, they're probably going to have, they're going to be a little faster. They're going to be a little bit bigger. And so what usually happens in these games is South Dakota State is right there with them for two and a half, three quarters. And by the fourth quarter, you know, the superior team tends to pull away. I think that's probably what will happen here. Uh, But you know, the only thing that would really surprise me would be uh, a significant blowout. He is Matt Zimmer. Follow him on Twitter at ArgusMattZ and check out his work in the Argus Leader and online at ArgusLeader.com. Matt, thank you so much for the time today. You bet. Appreciate it. Well, there you have it. It's not going to be an easy game, uh, according to that, uh, according to Matt, and, and kind of all of the uh, the things that we just learned about South Dakota State on Saturday. I, you know, do expect Iowa to to win and, and do well here, but uh, this is a good team, a good program with a winning culture with, that puts people into the NFL. That's not afraid uh, of the big bad Iowa Hawkeyes. That's not afraid of the moment, and that understands that they're coming in with nothing to lose. Right? Uh, it's going to be really interesting to to kind of see how this all plays out. We're going to have this game covered from every angle at HawkeyeNation.com as we always do. Uh, Check out the website HawkeyeNation.com. Follow this podcast feed as we move through the season and uh, of course I will be back with you Saturday, early Saturday afternoon for an instant reaction podcast talking about the game as it ends. Uh, Win or lose, we're going to do that. Uh, Fully expect it to be a win. Uh, Thank you so much for listening and go Hawks!